legend has it, in the mystic land of Bredain, there was once a king so cruel and so evil that even the gods feared him. Since no prison could hold him, he was thrown alive into a crucible of molten iron. There, his demonic spirit was captured in the form of a great black cauldron. For uncounted centuries, the black cauldron lay hidden, waiting, while evil men searched for it, knowing whoever possessed it would have the power to resurrect an army of deathless warriors. And with them, rule the world. Disney Minus, where for some reason we're watching every single Disney movie ever made. Thank you, Steven. I'm Kat, and it took me 30 years to watch this movie. podcast. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, it's hard to follow that up, but I'm Steven, and I don't have a psychic pig, but I do have two dogs that always have visions of food, so... <laughs> They have a food sense. Yeah, right. <laughs> we have a very special guest today, everyone. Instead of Nero, we actually have Gurgi from the movie. No, I don't know how long I can keep that up. That voice is... Oh, never mind. Kind of sounds like Arnold ba- sucking on helium. Truly <laughs> wretched. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yeah, we watched... Gurgi's a lot. I pitched Gollum to do that. Yeah, I, I, he is very Gollum-esque. Um, He's... Yeah, just kind of the Disney Gollum, and you know, but unlike Gollum, who's supposed to be this like pitiful, wretched creature who you kind of feel bad for, but also really hate. Um, yeah, they they you're want supposed us to, like to love Gurgi, and you're supposed to like you no know, spoilers, but you're supposed to like feel really sad when he dies. And even though he's been on screen for what five minutes, and all of it has been terrible. Well, because he ditches the heroes the first time any tra- any actual trouble starts happening, and then he pops in again yeah. suddenly. Yeah, so we watched we watch the Black Cauldron from 1985, perhaps. Yeah, one of Disney's most infamous films because of how fucking badly it bombed. It was outgrossed by the Care Bears movie. Hoy, yeah, <laughs> that's bad. Which had actually been in theaters for three fewer months than the Black Cauldron. That's really, oh. that's really bad. <laughs> because let me tell you, that movie is also very not good. Um, I would bet, I would bet that it is. I would say it is probably worse than this one. I don't know how by much, but like, yeah, this uh, this movie almost killed Disney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it uh, drove quite a few people out of the business. It took a Sherlock Holmes rat to fix this movie. And this is the movie that uh, Don Bluth quit over, right? Uh, I think so. Sure. Yeah, so he, he went off on his own and made his own stuff. One guy had... failed so bad that not only did he leave Disney, it pretty much ensured he would never work in Hollywood again. He wound up fa- oh. uh, founding a winery instead. <laughs> and Honestly, though. You know, that's probably a more stable business. People right. Lo- people love wine. Yeah. Especially moms. And I believe that uh, the failure of this movie caused the ousting of the current president, and then they brought in uh, famous Michael Eisner to run the company instead. I believe that is what happened here. Uh, Uh, He was the CEO in it at the time, but he actually had to to keep telling Jeffrey Katzenberg to stop because he wanted to cut out the less family-friendly <laughs> parks at the time. They didn't really have a PG-13 rating. It was either PG or R, and they were obviously trying to avoid Disney's first R movie. And oh. Jeffrey Katzenberg kept wanting to just... He was like, well, let's just cut out the parts of the film, and they had to keep explaining it's not like live action. We can't just cut out pieces. Yeah. <laughs> then he actually tried to go in and do it himself personally, and then Michael Eisner told him to quit it. All right, buddy, you get in there and do the editing. Go for it. Yeah, so... I think it's based on a book or something. Um, I didn't. I didn't actually look this up. I was gonna look this up. It's based on a series of books. I think they I like combined the first one when I was younger. Yeah, if I remember right, I think they combined like the first three books in the series, or like the first and the last, or the something first, like that. The first two, yeah. That's it. That's never a good sign. 
Also never yeah, a good the sign. Book, the Horn King, you know, the big baddie of this book, he actually wound up dying, like, pretty quickly in the first book. Like, he, yeah. was, he wasn't the overarching big bad. <laughs> also not a good sign when you go to the Wikipedia page and the actor for your lead character has no article. <laughs> really? I didn't even say. Who the oh, fuck is yep. Grant Bardsley? Um, I don't know. Well, I can tell you... Not a good actor. Uh, so let's, let's get let's, so yeah. This is a like this is about as high fantasy as one can get. I think, uh, especially in the in the realm of Disney. Yeah. Uh, so also, Disney did not learn their lesson from this. They have actually uh, secured the rights to the entire series, and as of the 2010s, I think 2016 was the last anybody heard of it. But they're actually supposedly planning a live-action adaptation of the original book. See, okay, th- sure. I don't think the problem with the Black Cauldron is necessarily the story itself. I think the problem is everything else. Um, <laughs> because, so, we've got our lead characters here. Um, they don't uh-huh. have personalities or... Yeah. You know, interesting things going on with them at all. So we've got Terran. By the way, these names are fucking something They're else. They're a lot. Terran, Princess Ailanui. Yeah. Um, I've, People every now and then will be on uh, online being like, why isn't Ailanui one of the Disney princesses? And I'm like, because three year olds can't say her name. Or spell it. I can barely fucking spell it. We got. And the book is made anyway. Fl- Fluter <laughs> Flam, the Bard, yeah, Gurgi. These and that's Hen-win. and Henwin. Well, <laughs> barely in the movie Henwin. Um, so yeah, smart. the minute shit started going down, she's like, "I'm out of here." Yes, yeah, so right, that's uh, those were our cast. Um, and like I said, Grant Bardsley, the main actor behind Taron. Apparently not famous enough to warrant a Wikipedia article. Um, in general, the cast of this movie seems uh, not much. No, like a lot. A lot of character actors. The biggest name here is obviously John Hurt as the Horned King. Right. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, it's um, it's really something. So, like, I, I'm not even going to read off the rest of this cast, because no one knows anything. So, yeah, uh, budget of this movie, $44 million. Box office, $21.3 million. Oh. I mean, that's close. No, it's not. Half of your budget is not close. No, not even. Especially Unless, not for like, Disney. Right. That would only be acceptable if you were a Blumhouse movie, but that's because their budgets are like whatever they had in their pocket. Yeah, well, like, Blumhouse movies are actually good. Yeah, so they have the, the they have the capacity to make a decent flick. Um, so like, what what? Let's let's get into it. Like, we got to figure out what the fuck happened here. Um, with this. <laughs> it's very anticlimactic. Like watching oh, through yeah. it again, I, I was too terrified to watch this as a kid because I made my parents fast forward through the previews for it. But, like, uh, granted, there are other scenes where I was like, okay, I can see where this freaked out little me, like the Cauldron Born and the Horn King. But then it's like, it kept building up like something was going to happen, and then just nothing really did. Yeah, nothing happened. Not really. Like, Gurgi comes out of nowhere, launches himself into the Cauldron, the King gets sucked in, and then that's it. Yeah, it's the literary thing of, like, having too many fairies of as far as not giving explanations for things. Except in this case, it's too many horny witches. There's, There's only one horny because... witch. Is that too many for you? Only one? That's weak sauce. There should have been more horny witches. I don't know. I feel like... Opinion. I... Um... Actually, you know what? Honestly, no. I like... She was actually probably my favorite of the three, so I don't really know why I said too many. If it anything, was... not enough. Um... Yeah. If, any, if anything, yeah, her sisters could have... Sisters? Maybe? I have I no know. idea the what the relationship like, is between the witches. All I know is that they're one of the few characters in the movie that have any, like, sub like personality. <laughs> to grab onto <laughs> that you remember <laughs> yeah they're the only characters you remember like five minutes later right so uh, we, we start off here with the the narrator telling us all about the black cauldron and it was it was like a it was like an evil king who was so powerful that they had to seal his essence within a, a huge black cauldron yeah that's the other thing it's who the fuck is this guy 
He no. is, that's the actual overarching big bad of the actual book series, is that's who it's implied to be. Okay. In the book, that makes a lot more sense. King was like one of his, like, one of his cronies. And the king okay. sealed inside the cauldron is actually the big bad of this book series. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, and then, then we cut to a uh, farm. Where yeah. <laughs> we've got this this guy once again these goddamn names Dolben, um, yeah, sort of worrying about the Horned King. Who, by the way, the Horned King, obviously the best part of the movie. He's a villain with some real menace. He's got a really cool design. It's yeah, fucking John Hurt. He's got a good presence. Oh yeah. overall, most of the best looking scenes in this film involve him in some way. Um. Which, yeah, side note, can we at least talk about how good this movie looks? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, the thing about this movie is that it does contain some very striking imagery and some very good-looking sequences, but it's just in the service of, like, nothing yeah. happening. There's a debate over whether this is actually the first Disney movie to use CGI, not the Great Mouse Detective like it was thought. The only thing hey. that could be a contender is I think one of the animators said technically 101 Dalmatians could be considered the first because one of the machines they used to do the animation was technically at the time considered a computer. Yeah, I, th <laughs> I think this does have some CGI because I definitely noticed some, no, some, uh, like some the interesting stuff. Like the smoke in the cauldron definitely did. Yeah, like yeah. there's a lot of composite shots in this with, with uh, like, mm. I, I, I couldn't tell if it was like matte painting backgrounds or like treated photography. Um, but there's a lot because like there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff where like very clearly the animation models are stuck on like a static background and it creates an interesting effect. Right. Yeah. Um, the detail that stuck out to me the most just in terms of like design on shit is all of like the the door like just the various wooden doors and window slats and shit that had like metal wrapped around them. They actually have the metal straining against the wood and it kind of like bowing out from behind it right which was really neat because i think this is the only movie i've seen do that so yeah, we see dolben who is like yeah oh, that horn king he's at it again um and then we see Taryn, our protagonist he's like a shadowy thing and immediately he's like oh this guy again and like let me stop me if you heard this one before folks Taryn is a farm boy <laughs> who wants to be a hero an assistant pig keeper. Yeah. Like, okay, I I realize that Joseph Campbell's Hero of a Thousand Faces is like very influential and stuff. But like, but literally they, you know, they just. Usually... I think Taron. They just literally wrote the path of the the Hero of a Thousand Faces without adding anything <laughs> else. So he's just nothing is going on there. Yeah, because, like, other movies usually do something with that. Like, Luke Skywalker had a personality yeah, beyond Farm Boy. exactly. Like, Luke Skywalker is a more engaging character than Taron, who is literally just, I want to be a hero. I'm built for more than this. I hate this pig. He's not. Spoiler alert, no, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah, no. Uh, well, yeah, so he's he's looking after a pig named Henwin, who is he's very, Dolben assures him that he's, she's very special. Um, you know, in fairness, yeah. By the way, Henwin what the fuck girl. is up with this? Why did they make the pig so like give everything fuck me eyes? I don't like that. I, I yeah, I don't know. The pig is Henwin's a good girl overall, but like, what the, the fuck? pig is way too expressive. It's very off putting. <laughs> I don't like I mean, it. <laughs> scary. Um, but yeah, like you know, it's like, here's a here's a weird thing, right? So, like, the Horn King is supposed to be <laughs> sort of sweeping across the realm and then causing all of this conflict. And we hear we hear Dolben and Terran talking about the wars. We never see any of that shit, yeah. though. That's one of the big problems yeah, with this no, we movie don't. is that you have a really hard time grasping what is happening to this realm. This realm has a name, by the way. It's really fucking stupid. It's like, um... Like Dahlbeck or something oh, like that. It's like a no, Predane. Predane, yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that. Just like fantasy name generator ass realm name. <laughs> uh, like Just we point out that it's kind of a shit place to live though. It's like you've got that one little hamlet of nice stuff, but then like you go a short brisk walk and you're in like this desolated wasteland with the Horn King. That's the thing. Like I don't. Right? I, I, I have no 
grasp of what Prudain even looks like because we just don't see anything. Like we just hear yeah, like no ah, context there's for lots anything. of wars going on. It's like well, what what's going on over there? It's like I don't know. Big time. Yeah, like one of one of Taryn's first lines is, "What if the war ends and I haven't gotten a chance to kill anyone?" And it's like, "What war? What are you what talking been, about? What's would have been interesting on? to see that." Anyway, yeah, Dolben's like, oh, don't worry about that kid. War sucks. Uh, go feed the pig." So yeah. he feeds the pig. He plays around with the pig, pretending like he's swinging his sword. But then Henwin starts to like freak out, like he's having a bad trip or something. <laughs> um so Dalbin brings brings her inside and is like, Alright, listen, kid, you're about to see some real shit here. This is this is why I keep this fucking pig around. <laughs> and apparently Hinwin has the ability to like create visions if you just put her head in water. <laughs> yeah. rhyme. Really weird. Um It also feels like I don't know how long Terrence's supposed to have been working for Dalbin, but like he writes I feel like he Okay, then yeah, he would have to have known about this before now, unless Inwin just yeah, surely gets, uh, gets a vision every twenty years by now. Um, could it have been that he just never paid attention? Maybe. I mean, there's that. Or maybe it could have been Dalvin like hid it from him because like kind of a you know the fewer people know the better kind of thing. Well, maybe that is the truth. <laughs> I got to take the pig inside. Don't worry about it. So like he sees the Horn King in the water and like he learns eyes. Ah, he's going after the Black Cauldron. But also, apparently, he knows about the pig already. Yeah, what? So maybe what? doing this instantly alerted him to the pig's location. So, like, I don't know. But Dalbin sends Taryn away with Henwin and asks, you know, guard, guard, her, guard her carefully, my boy, please. This is the adventure you've always been asking for. And then we kind of first see the Horned King, um, who is, he is like, Walking among <clears throat> walking amongst this room full of skeletons, you know, because his plan is he's going to use the Black Cauldron to reanimate an army of the dead, and he, he basically Not a bad he basically plan. says that, and he's he's just John Hurt, and he's cool sounding and cool looking. Yeah, he is from a different film, one like <laughs> by vibes almost. Like they really want this to have like the scope and the weight of like lord of the rings yeah oh yeah. they're they were they're <laughs> trying like this is they're trying very hard to sort of get that lord of the rings vibe uh did not work really at all no. at all so <clears throat> uh Terran instantly <laughs> instantly loses the pig of course he does. Yeah, like immediately. He, like, like, what did Dolphin just fucking tell you? Don't let her out of your sight. And what do you do? Immediately <laughs> loses the pig. And instead he finds... Uh, a funky little guy. There he is here. Next week, no. With the munchings Next and week, the crunchings. I take that back. I take that back. Gurgi's not a funky little guy. He doesn't get that. No. That title. He's, no. a, he's just a little fucking freak. He's he's Disney's most strangleable character. <laughs> yeah, Is there we go. Something? Um, they they have made because yeah, they they've made some real fucking annoying characters with this beast. Ugh. Apparently, like, he's even cuter than he was in the books. In the books, he was supposed to be like more monstrous. Yeah, he's supposed to be like uh, a golem. You know, yeah, but this is you know Disney. His name is Gurgi. <laughs> That is a gross name. Just, yeah, his, his name sounds like you're trying to hack something up. Yeah. Just, hey. yeah Echo, Echo's over here nearby giving me sad puppy faces because we're insulting Gurgi. Suck it. So, <laughs> he like... Gets what he gets what he said back to that, Steven. <laughs> so, yeah, like... I don't know. I don't know what to say about fucking Gurgi. He just does... He wants apples, and he just... He just... Or imagine... Gollum's dialogue, but like Shitty. annoying. <laughs> I kept waiting to waiting for him to call to call Terran like a stupid fat pig farmer or something. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but uh, eventually, he, he like he's he, Terran's asking, hey, "Have you seen the pig?" And Yuri lies to get an apple, but then uh, Terran hears Henwin screaming because she's, <laughs> she's being chased by a fucking wyvern. Yeah, what? <laughs> uh, by the way, this scene looks amazing uh, of the pig running away from the dragon. Yeah, some of that animation That's was true. pretty badass, especially for the time this was made. Very dynamic first-person shots of, of the pig. 
Oh yeah, like the one where it's zooming in, like from between the wyvern's claws, and yeah. it's swooping down. That, pretty, that looks that, that cool. looked really cool. Um, but the pig gets snatched up and brought and, and brought towards the fucking Dark Souls castle. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, and the Gurgis are oh, don't go in there, Mister. You'll die. And he's like, okay, but I gotta. And Gurgis says, okay, I'm gonna leave the movie for thirty minutes. Like, Gurgis literally, he, says, yeah. Through this, I'm out. So Taryn sneaks into the castle. Um, by the way, there's a lot of breasts in this film. I don't know why. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Because uh, as as uh, as Taryn is like sneaking through uh, the castle, he's fucking Metal Gear Soliding his way up the castle. He, he stumbles <laughs> upon all of the Horn <laughs> King's <laughs> goons partying <laughs> down. <laughs> And there's like With a, a literal stripper da- or sorry, a literal dancer. On yeah, one there of the is things. a dancer, and she she is breasting boobily about the scene. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> but it's Esmeralda, but more overtly horny. Yes, but before they can, uh, before anything yep. else can can happen, before the party cool. can get started. The one dude comes to him fakes. He says, "If you give me a kiss, I'll die happy." And then, yeah, and then the horn, and then the vibes immediately shift <laughs> because all of the torches get extinguished as the horned king enters. Walks in. Who the fuck is being horny in here? Yeah, like it's so funny that all of these schmucks work for this fucking guy. Um, also, this is where we get introduced to the horned king's like sycophantic little little minion the creeper yeah creeper who's just a little guy um much but much more yeah, of, a, he gets... of a funny little guy than gurgi is in my opinion yes like like gurgi should have been the good aligned version of him they should have <laughs> both of your <laughs> both of your big figures on each side should have just had like a funky little guy like lurking around but instead we have but gurgi nah. who I hate. Um, but yeah, so so the Horned King knows about the pig, and has, I, love, <laughs> I love that he calls her the bring the prisoner in. And <laughs> they bring in this oh, tiny yeah. pig. You wrapped up in chains. Like, it's just a pig. You probably didn't need to... Yeah, you probably didn't need to go through all this fucking trouble just for the pig. Like, the collar, yeah, but, like, the collar and even the little front (laughs) shackles. And the fact that they had pig-sized front shackles... Why did you have that? Because he was planning on catching a pig. I need tiny shackles for cute little hooves. (laughs) (laughs) Man, like, the Horn King is one of the few Disney villains that doesn't really fuck around. No, he is Not like really. there is basically no comedic scenes with him. Like all of the comedy is basically no. with the creeper interacting with him. But much like yeah, Frollo, yeah, like, but... he'll come out with a few lines, but he's not trying to be. Yeah, funny. he much like Frollo, most of his time, like they don't really undercut his menace with anything. Um... He, he is always pretty severe. So, yeah, he tries to get Henwin to do the vision thing and show him where the cauldron is, but she won't do it. Um, so he's like, well, if she won't do it, perhaps she can be dinner. And that's when Taryn, like, falls <laughs> into the room. <laughs> he's like, no! Hey, guys! But I, I, by the way, like, I can't... His... his Taryn's acting is just really quite bad. Um... He like I it it's just I don't know how to d- really describe it, uh, you know. And never mind, I know exactly how to describe it. He sounds like a fucking Sierra Games protagonist. He sounds like a King's Ugh. Quest guy. That's the level of voice acting he's on. <laughs> it's not it's not a compliment. Um, like, even when he's like yelling, he doesn't sound like he's like actually upset. Yeah, he he sounds like this. He's... Don't touch the pig. Like, have you guys, have either of you guys either seen or played Silent Hill 4? Oh, God. With the apartment. Oh, no. Kind of like how Henry is like, you know, he walks in, he literally sees like a hanging, decayed corpse in his apartment wall, and his reaction is, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Tuesday, huh? That's how I'd be out here at Silent Hill. Sometimes you just find that shit. Um... And I like Silent Hill 4. That's my favorite one, but... That's kind of that level of emotion. That's what that reminds yeah. me of. 
So yeah, the horn the horn king tries to get him to convince the pig to use the gift, right? Like, all right, well, if you're you're a pig farmer, right? Well, why don't you just grease the wheels here? But he refuses, and so he's like, all right, uh, throw him in the dungeon, take her to the butcher. Um, and so Taryn tries to make a break for it and starts running around in a mad dash through the castle. Yeah, this is we're we're gonna have a lot of mad dashes through the castle, by the way. So stay tuned. It's the most action you'll you see would... probably in the movie. It's just the dashing towards the castle. Yeah, I was gonna say you would think they'd be more exciting. Um, but eventually he comes. I I love this. So he comes. He he gets outside, and you know the high castle walls and the moat and everything. He just <laughs> he just yeets the fucking pig into the water and goes swim for it, Henwin. And like what? It, and this is the last we see of her for a while. Yeah. So the here's the thing. Like, all right. So the, the the Henwin is like the entire sort of center of like the first half of the movie. She is discarded very quickly. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, but also it would be really funny if like he just threw it down into the water and she just like broke her neck on impact because that's what happens if you hit water from really high up. Yeah, like you hit it the wrong Even way. Been... You're looking at broken legs, broken neck, splatting. So then he he gets that captured is. and dragged to the dungeon. Ugh. Then we meet a, a girl whose audio honestly kind of doesn't sound right. So like, yeah, she he's in the dungeons, and so okay, we got Princess Ilanwi, who apparently is not a princess in the books. Um, she's a scullery maid. Okay. Which I don't think is, is it's it okay. So the Horned King calls her a scullery maid at the end to like make fun of her. Is that ever brought up anywhere else in this movie? Not that I, I don't can remember. So. Great. Um Wouldn't it be great if if she was and just decided she was gonna tell people she's a princess? Because it's not like these idiots fucking know. Yeah. Like I I assume maybe that she told someone that and it was a big character moment in the original draft or whatever. And the Horned King saying that is just like a vestigial piece of dialogue. Um, Maybe. Regardless, she has an orb. She does. She's got orb. I don't know if it's just me, but like, did did Island Wee's audio sound off to you guys? I think think her actor just sucks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure if it was that or if like there was something wrong with like the recording and they just didn't do anything about it. No, I don't <clears> think <throat> that was it. They can't be okay. recording on this one. Okay, well she doesn't. She's not a terrible. She's not a bad voice actor. First of all, she has an actual uh, Wikipedia page <laughs> uh, because <laughs> well, apparently she was the voice. Time. She was the voice of Trillian in uh, the BBC Hitchhiker's Guide radio show. Oh. Okay. So like, that's something. It's, not it's just it's, it's the material she had to work with. I think the other two, yeah. the other two roles in this little blurb here, I'm hovering over the link, are Naughty in Naughty's Toyland Adventures, and Princess what? Sylvia in Mussy in Gondoland. So that's uh, Britain needs to like sink into the ocean. I think. To stop making shit like this. What the fuck is... I don't know what those are. in Gondoland? That's a fucking... That's a name, dude. Holy shit. The the Beano video. Like, what is happening over there? Are you okay, Britain? The answer is no, but like... (laughs) What the hell? Um, Yeah, so... We fucking get... Ilanwi, she's got apparently the Horn King captures her because of her orb, which does a uh, nothing, something <laughs> shrug. I don't know what it does. It don't ask me. Well, like it's, it looks like it's supposed to lead her to random things, but other than leading her to Terran, it really doesn't take her anywhere useful. It just kind of floats and yeah, the orb, the orb. Well, the movie also forgets that it's there for a while. The orb is about as impactful <clears throat> as the little bits from uh, Tron are. Uh, except those were fun. That's true. I like the bits. the bits at least talked. Um, this is the orb, and so she's like, "Oh, I'm t- you, Taryn. I'm uh, Ilan. We let's escape." And then they do. <laughs> yeah, well, basically. Um, so they see a few things during their like escape. First of all, they see a okay. Why 
So I have I have a question. Why is this character here? I what, I don't know. Why is the bard? What is this bard here? He would have been, I think, like, more interesting if they kept him more like it was in the books, but they just didn't have time to. Because in the books, I believe he was actually a king who left his kingdom oh. to become a bard, but then failed out of the academy. That's great. Oh. That would be a, that's see, that's a fucking great setup for a yeah. character. And like it's even it's I think it's said in the book and it's hinted in the movie, but also he's got a harp that keeps ratting him out because it breaks a string every time he lies. Yeah, yeah, they like don't directly say it, but that's kind of the implication. Right. So, and it's a, it's but like some kind of sentient because he talks to it like it is. Fucking. But like Taryn, you know they they put in jail because pig and Ilanwe they put in jail because orb. Why did they have him? I don't know why they thought why? they think he's a spy. I guess I don't know why he's here. Other than like, I, my theory is that he came to the castle looking for work as a bard and just annoyed the Horn King that much. Yeah, that sounds about honestly. Right. I'll buy that. Unless like someone thought, oh, truth telling heart, maybe it'll find the thing. But like, no. or maybe nah. he was going to be the first thing thrown into the cauldron to be like the sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, this guy's name is. He pissed off the Horn King just that much. This guy's name is Fluter Flam. Yeah, that's a hell of a name. And there are more F's in that name than you would think. Um, I just wrote down and the this Bard is... because I refuse to write down. Fluter yeah, Flam. you refuse to say the name any more than you have to. Exactly. And this is not a guy. They they address him by just his first name, but this is not Fluter. a name that you can say just the first name of. I cannot just call him Fluter. <laughs> Regard so yeah, like he's being tortured. Uh, fucking, they're offer they they're gonna break him out. He's like, oh, you you fucking stupid kids are never gonna escape. Uh, then they also see. So here's a detail. Apparently, the Horn King has either been grave robbing or grabbing corpses from the battlefield to add to his. Yeah, army. sure. Wish we could get at least some shots of that happening so that we could know what is ha- what battlefields are going on what is what is happening what do the horn king's armies look like now what is what is happening in the world i don't know i don't know His, all of the guys that work for him are just regular yeah, dudes they're just which guys. is again also interesting they're just some fucking schlobs i don't and then Taryn finds a sword in a coffin. Uh, you may think this sword yeah. would surely be important. Not really. Not really. It gets <laughs> them out really, of the no. castle. Which, like, okay, there is. I I would un- I understand the sort of thematic thrust of the movie, right? Which is like the the the, the rejection of this of this grandiose life of a warrior to because his friends are more important to him. It doesn't. What even? really earn any of that um yeah it's not even that his friends are more important he just literally realizes he's not he sucks at being a warrior and like it's a combination of that and realizing oh wait the pig actually is important like guarding her actually is a good is a thing that yeah that's worthy of could be done so the sword literally fights for him it's like a magic sword uh, yeah. that does a bunch of shit and they, they break out they break out of the castle and, and there's it's a it's basically the only action scene you're gonna get is this. Um Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah. Um at some point the bard's pants get torn open. Uh so sure. the next time we see everyone, Ilana is making him some new pants. Or like patching up no, his she's, pants. Yeah, she's patching his pants and he's wearing modern day boxers, sure. I mean, I mean I, why not? Yeah. like, like not that I would want him to be standing there like completely pantsless. It always just, and I'm sure they had boxers back then. It just for some reason, whenever I'm watching like something that's clearly supposed to be medieval, but they do like the boxers with hearts on them or whatever. I mean, at least like it's always just at least they didn't have the boxers with hearts or stripes or whatever. It is just like gray. <laughs> um, that's true. But okay, so we that that reminds you that we should talk about one of the other problems of this movie. Is the fucking the fucking designs of these characters is so goddamn boring. The the scenery is gorgeous, but oh my god! Like 
Even when they're yelling out, they look like they're just taking a really deep breath or yawning with their eyes open. <laughs> Taryn and Ilanwi, uh, yeah. First of all, they aren't they don't have they aren't particularly expressive. Second of all, the outfits they're in are like the pig is more emotive than the people. The are. pig is the most expressive character in the film. The pig and the creeper, but like the, these two, like the colors are so muted, and there's no flourishes yeah. on the outfits, and like. Like Ilanwi's dress is pretty basic, honestly. It's just girl. It's uh, it's not exactly bright, iconic Disney designs that you might as- yeah. uh, associate with them. They're very plain in all ways, and I think that's one of the main reasons this movie failed because like there's nothing to grab onto. Um, there's this weird scene where I guess they try to have conflict between these characters briefly, um, for like a minute. <laughs> Like, Taryn and Ilanwi have a little spat about how, like, he's like, oh, this sword, I'm the coolest warrior ever. And she's like, you wouldn't have escaped without my help. And he hurts her feelings, and she runs off crying into the woods. Nah. This lasts for, like, a minute, and then it's interrupted by Gert. Well, she, he, he goes there to say sorry, like, immediately. Um, and she's like, oh, it's okay. It's, it's, uh, you're fine. We'll find your pig. And it's like, well, I don't really care about whether or not these characters... I like each other or not. I haven't had a reason to care about them yet. Yeah. There's a, there's a pathos to any of these characters. Not Taryn and Ilanwi, and certainly not fucking Fluterflam, but the what? But except except for Gurgi. We gotta get the Gurgi feels in here. Ugh. Wait, no, does Gurgi show up before yeah, he, or after he, the witches? He shows up before the witches. He shows up right after this. Um, That's okay. Cause, That's right, yeah. he Because um, he assaults is the bard. To, yeah, he's trying to, like, eat Fluter. Yeah, and Taryn's like, oh, I know this piece of shit. What's up, bro? And, like, that's another thing is, you know, Gollum had a couple of, like, funny scenes. Or, remember, a couple of scenes where, like, he was Golluming over various kinds of food. That's, like, all Gurgi is, is hungry. Yeah, Gollum also Wait, has I a mean... purpose in the story, which Gurgi does not Yeah. Really. I mean, I think we can all relate to the, you know, when you just get that hungry and get the munchies, but don't make it. <laughs> okay, that's also going, fair. Going gurgy mode. <laughs> right. Uh. I have totally gone full gurgy on, like, a thing of cheese at two in the morning before. Uh. Going gurgy mode should be classified as the felony. Um, <laughs> so, they just, okay, here's, here's, an, here's another problem with this movie. They just kind of find shit. Like... There's no journey, really. They just we they go in a cave they and they find some fairies. Yeah, and they have the and pig. I, I don't get the fairies. The fairy. I don't get how the fairies were needed because the one just ups and leaves them at the right before the battle. Yeah. Starts <laughs> all right. So first of all, found Penwin in like a little glen area. But like I don't see how the especially the little annoying kid fairies. I don't see how. Yeah, these are these kid fairies. These are clearly all of the uh, producers and like writers' well, children or whatever. Like all the animators' ah. kids got to be in the Disney movie because uh, boys. These kids can't act. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why that scene is necessary. I assume they were trying to inject some like fucking whimsy and magic into this movie, into this fucking dull ass movie. But it's not like shit's really been heavy. Like we don't really need whimsy right now. Well, that's the right. thing. That, the the problem. It, this. Pretty fucking dark. This movie has the same tone problem as any other Disney movie that tries to be anything else other than a Disney movie, right? It's got the same problems as Hunchback or Atlantis, where like the dark the dark fantasy adventure is on one side, but on the other side, pulling against that is the fucking goofy Disney times. Yep. And like unlike but unlike Hunchback, uh the tonal problems aren't as severe because the rest of the movie doesn't have anything happening in it. Like the dark the dark fantasy stuff is basically just any scene with the Horn King in it. Otherwise it's like yeah. nothing. <laughs> like I don't even know what it is. So yeah, they find these fairies, including this one Dorley or whatever the fuck his name is. He's not important. I don't know. Um and then they find the fairy king. He's like, Oh, I have your I have your pig. However, the pig is no longer important. Forget the pig. You need to go find the cauldron. And Taryn's like, okay. Yeah. 
I... the pig knows where the damn cauldron is. He just leaves the pig yeah, here. Yeah, that's why they wanted the pig. <laughs> Just he just leaves the pig here. He just leaves. He's like, all right, stay here, and I'll be, I'll be back. Oh, to be fair, it's probably the smartest thing. It's probably the smartest thing he did the entire film because you know, if he had taken Henwin, sure, shenanigans would have occurred the minute they got to the castle. It's just very funny that we spend like forty minutes going. We got to find this pig. And then we find the pig. Okay, bye. They didn't say they were gonna. <laughs> oh, okay. Pig. They just we, said they need to find safe. the pig. Yeah. It's, all right. You're safe here. Bye. Whatever. So yeah, you may think, <laughs> oh wow, this uh, this place, the, basically their their version of Mordor, it even sounds similar. It's um, fuck Morva. Yeah, that's it. The <clears throat> the bogs of Morva or something. And you may think, oh wow, this one's this is gonna be like a like a scary journey. They might fight a spider or something. They might fight some kind of beast. No, <laughs> no, no. They just arrive. They just we don't get to where they need to go. We don't even get like a quicksand of sadness. No, they're just here. They just find a hut. That's it. They find they find a horny witch and two less important witches, and they tell them what needs to be yeah, done. Yeah, so the, the, they, they 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 find a room full of cauldrons and three witches, and the, the so the three witches are the one, the, <laughs> the lead one, who's the brains of the operation, the thrifty one, who's like, you know, she's kind of a trash goblin. She eats apple core at some <laughs> point, and the horny one, who for some goddamn reason wants to fuck the bard's brains out. Um, and there's all right. So yeah, was a forceful man. So this is how they got their PG rating here because at some point the bar gets turned into a toad and like slips oh, right. between this witch's tits and has a has a tit adventure for for a minute. He there. winds up in Hill. <laughs> yeah, he do, he literally does for like it is a long sequence. It is like a and minute and a half. Suffocating. He is he not is. happy. About no, he is not. But we we just like. It is literally a minute and a half where the screen is just filled with boobs and then a frog, like, trying to escape them. It is bizarre. We know what that animator was into. Yep. Uh, but yeah, eventually, they're like, Are we, now, we want the Black Cauldron. And they're like, okay, trade us your fucking sword it's... for it. And Taryn's like, uh, I want to be a cool warrior, but okay, fine. And But like... The witches kind of talk about themselves, and the lead one's like, it's fine. They can't even do anything with it. They want to destroy it, but they don't know it's fucking indestructible. So they give them the cauldron and tell them, hey, assholes, uh, you can't do anything with that. The only way to stop its magic is to sacrifice some for someone to willingly sacrifice themselves. Bye. So they just sit there with the cauldron. By the way, the cauldron's pretty big. Yeah. It's like the size of a person. Slightly bigger. It's got a face on it, which is neat. It's got a face. Looks cool. Looks ominous. Um... Taryn's like, oh man, I fucked up. I can't do anything to the cauldron. I'm a failure. And like, there's, you know, there's, for some reason they decide Taryn and Ilana, we want to smooch now. Um, I guess. I don't know. I don't care. Either way. Um, then they're captured, and guess what Gurgi does? If you guess anything other than runs away, you would not, uh, you would be incorrect. You would not win the cookie. But I, guess, nope. but I mean, I guess that's good because he, can, he gets in to save them later. But yeah, so the, <laughs> the Horn King's men capture them and drag the cauldron back to the castle. Yeah. So congrats, everyone. <laughs> great, great job. This is when we, yeah, so like, and you know, I've, we see the Horn King. He's uh, he's like, uh, he, he greets them all. This is where he calls Ilanwi a scullery maid, which is the only part where it reflects that sure. part of her character in the book. Um, he's like, hey, you get to watch me make these cool zombies. For some reason, they are in the same room as the cauldron. And he doesn't kill them. And he doesn't do anything with them. He just, there's a hang in there. You should have immediately killed them and then made them zombies. At least, okay, at least he shouldn't have, <laughs> he shouldn't have gone upstairs to watch the <laughs> army slowly <laughs> shamble across the drawbridge. The princess chick, I'm not even going to try to say her name, but like if they had stayed more true to in the book, because in the book it's implied that one, she her bauble isn't just a bauble, like she actually can do some magic, and she's implied to have been descended through a line of enchantresses. So if that were the case in the movie, can you imagine if he just chucked her in the cauldron, then he would have had an undead, unkillable, magic wielding cauldron born? No. Magic zombie! But nah. Instead, but nah. yeah. So we, I mean, the, the scene, the scene of all these, the scene of all these skeletons coming to life is pretty cool. But like, that was a pretty cool 
they they don't do anything because they're so slow they don't make it across the bridge before yeah Yurgi does his thing but yeah it's so funny the creeper is like come on sire we can watch it from up here and they just they just leave they just fucking leave why and like we haven't seen any of the war so far so it's not like we really have any idea of like the people these guys are gonna fuck up or how big of a threat they'll yeah be i don't if they make it across the bridge they seem really slow like it's gonna take them a while to get there surely I'd like to see you do any better if you were a recently animated literal walking skeleton. But like, so oh, I wouldn't get across the bridge, and I'm not a skeleton. Gurgi shows oh, up. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm turning into Kermit now. <laughs> Picky help! I've been cast in the Black Cauldron. It's going to be a terrible move for my career. <laughs> it's okay, Nero. You try. I'm going to fire my agent. <laughs> <laughs> the guy on the, the villain on set's real scary. He must be a method actor or something. He never gets out of the makeup. Yeah, anyway, Gurgi's there to fucking free them and apologize for running away. Taryn is, of course, ready to, to plunge into the cauldron to stop it. Um, but Gurgi's like, no, I will do it because he literally says, Taryn has many friends. I don't. No yeah, one cares about it. So why don't I kill me? And he just <laughs> swan dives into the fucking cauldron. And turns like it's, it's no. that it's that sad kid song of nobody likes me, everybody hates me. Guess I'll eat some worms. Yep. But then, <laughs> and you know you're right, Gurgi. You no one. You have no friends, and I hate you. So like, I don't want you to go ahead. Drag yourself go in there. I'm not gonna stop you, buddy. Uh, but yeah, the, the, this immediately reverses all of the all of the cauldron born. They all fall apart, and also for some fucking reason, the the cauldron is in suction mode. Then I don't really know why, why it not? does this. Um, they wanted a happy ending. Damn it! Like I think more of a. I almost kind of wanted to think about it as if they're kind of going along the lines of how in the book the Horn King was the Mad King's like crony. It's almost like the cult yeah. punishing the Horn King. Like, hey, you used my power and you're fucking it up, so now I'm going to eat you. Which would be yeah, see, good if, if we had any of that context at all. But unfortunately, no, uh, we don't. We had to make... There's yeah. one line that says the Black Cauldron was once a guy. Uh, and we have no indication that the Horn King has any relation to it other than wanting it for power. So like, yeah, what's happening here? We don't know. All we know is that uh, the Horn King, like, he goes out like a fucking punk ass bitch, honestly, which kind of sucks. <laughs> um, he gets sucked into the cauldron, and he, his death looks really cool, where he gets like skeletonized and exploded and shit. That looks cool, but he's he's dead. Um, that was it. Um, sorry guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's it he's done did you, or did you, or do you think he was gonna do something you thought you nah. thought something was gonna happen in this movie you dumb motherfucker nah. this is the black You're cauldron cool. <laughs> <laughs> nothing happens in the fucking black cauldron uh the witches appear and they're like we want the cauldron back and we'll trade you back the sword but Taryn's like, no. no. They, don't even want to, they don't even want to trade it back. At first, they try to just take the damn That's right, but, and the bard is but like, Floofer, uh, Fluffernutter, the god fucking damn name, this bitch ass, his, I hate him. I hate all the characters. Um, he, he, like, this is where he, he, his, he exists to negotiate here. That is the reason his character exists. And I have to ask, what if Ilanwi did this instead? Yeah. But no. Um, he he negotiates the witches down to a trade, and they're like, "All right, take the sword for it." But Taryn's like, "No, I don't want to be a warrior anymore. I realize I'm a I'm a shithead. I just want the my best friend in the whole fight. world, Gurgi, back. I love Gurgi now. Gurgi's my my little guy." I heard what you were about <laughs> to say. And. Uh, they, uh, this is. I wish this is where it ended, where the witches are like, "All right," and they take the cauldron and 
<laughs> Gurgi's corpse appears. It's like dead on the ground. <laughs> I wish that's all that it was. That they had they were they were able to <laughs> give Gurgi a proper Christian. Yeah. I re- like a fuck they were they just wanted to give Gurgi a proper Christian burial. <laughs> Just chuck his his corpse on the ground. Credits roll. God. There we go. No, he's alive. (laughs) We're supposed to be happy. He's back. Instead, I would like put him back in, throw him in the cauldron again. Like, all right, you little bitch. I'm about to throw you in the cauldron myself. Like, wait, witches, come back. We changed our mind. Yeah, wait, come back. You can, you can have this one too. Uh, Give me the sword. I want the sword instead. Give me the fucking sword. It's happily ever after, and apparently, yeah, Taryn's like, let's go home, everyone, and I guess they're all going to the the, the guy's house. I don't fucking know where they're going. And then oh, also we kidding. see the guy with the pig, and he's watching them, and he was like, ah, you did well, my boy. It's like, all right, great. End of movie. He pretty much implied all this shit was gonna happen anyway, but of course, they, nobody thought to tell any of them this. And, uh, Good job. That's the yay. cauldron. We did it. Fucking, you done it. Yeah, there's a reason that movie failed. Um, yeah, right. it's not like it's 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 fun looking back on it now, like being like, oh man, this is some shit. But like, yeah, this, this nearly killed Disney. This is one of this is one of their worst flops. Not the worst one. I think that still goes to Marcy's moms. But like, God, yeah, not Maybe making. Except at that point, they were too big. Making less than half your budget back. Being eaten by the fucking Care Bears movie, which had been in theaters three fewer months and only yeah. cost twenty million to make, as opposed yeah. to twenty five. Well, no, it was forty four million to make. The, the budget was forty four million. They made twenty one. Right. But the point is, yeah, they um they fucked up really bad. <laughs> and honestly, I think this movie scared them away from fantasy for a good long time. Right? Like not until yeah. the Little Mermaid. Did they go back? What? You have something to say on the podcast, huh? Sorry, I mean talk to. Which one is it? Is it cranberry? Tell him yeah. I said hi. So yeah, that's he the black cauldron. Yeah, he fell off the blanket earlier, and he got mags. He fell onto my tablet. So <laughs> this movie made it to like the lower half of my list. It's not near the bottom. I don't think it. Rank- I don't think it ranks that low. But like, that's it's fair. just so nothing. Like nothing. Like nothing happens in this movie. There's it no really interesting is. characters. It's just a. It keeps building up to where you think something's going to happen, but then just nothing ever does. Yeah. The animation is good. I like, yes. for the most part, I like a lot of the animation, but the actual story is just, eh. And, like, maybe there is something there in these books, and they just adapted it in the most fucked up way imaginable, but, like... I want to say I remember reading, like, at least the first book when I was younger. I don't remember much about never it, did. though, so that should tell you everything. <clears throat> So we got some questions here. On Do we have any on we Twitter, did. Steven? No, nah, not on Twitter. All right. Why did I close out of Twitter? I'm going to need that later. So, first off, from Vera Lore. Hi, it's me, Veer. After being eaten by a nutcracker, hey. I have come to terms with my own immortality. That's great. So, why would you choose to die when you jump into the Black Cauldron? Why not walk? just walk away from the explosion of the cauldron being destroyed? Hey. Well, you can't destroy it. You don't. Well, you don't choose to die either. It's just it said if you jump in, you die. Yeah. Well, actually, it specifically says you have to choose to jump in, and knowing that if you do, you die. Right. Um. But yeah, you can't destroy the black culture, unfortunately. Apparently, well, you can only suppress its evil power. Uh, my boy Yusuf, he did what in his cup? Asks <laughs> at their most feral and motivated, would you either fight rather fight five Gurgi or one Golem? Five Gurgi, easy. I. Yeah, Golem. Five I think one Golem. Golem take out Golems has fucking killed people, man. Golems of murder. Yeah. Golem is Golem way is more driven. Golem is way Golem more will... driven than Gurgi is. Yeah, Gurgi. Golem will eat your face. At him and he'll be fine. Golem, he'll straight up shank a bitch. Yeah, like I. Yeah. Golem is like he will kill you. Gurgi, I could kill Gurgi. Gurgi's just a, some fucking. He fucking bit off Frodo's finger. He doesn't give two shit. Yeah, yeah, like five Gurgis easily. Yeah. yeah, and then Veer comes in with the correct response. Why not both for the bonus reward? I, honestly, I just want to set them that. against each other. I want, I want like some. I want. I want. Some, That's what I want. Put them in a there ring. It's like the monkey knife fights from The Simpsons. Just, just have them go at each <laughs> other. 
I want to see, <laughs> Go I want to see Golem tear Gurgi's throat out with his teeth. All you'd have to do would just be to tell the Gurgis that Gollum ate all the munchings and crunchings. And, and to tell, yeah, and to tell Gollum, eh. hey, that thing stole your ring. They have the precious. Yeah, didn't you? Go. Yeah. Viral uh, also asks, if the Black Cauldron was going to be in the Kingdom Hearts series, would you rather they made it a world or have the Horned King as an overarching villain like Maleficent and Pete? I mean, I want more Horned God. King. I think rumors I would, do keep popping up that like they kept considering having him in one of the games. They just haven't yet. He's cool looking. I would love. I know. Yeah. I'll play a world though. I don't know about the overarching villain. I don't know. I would love to see like Horn King and Maleficent as like a Lord Zed Rita Repulsa type of deal. Yeah, like the thing about the the uh, Black Cauldron world is that that would be the most boring shit imaginable. <laughs> God, they would like, have to jazz it up a lot. Like they would, it would have to be basically the Black Cauldron in name only. So instead of that, I think I would, I would rather just have the Horned King hanging out, being Although, able to do stuff. You have to admit, though, you have to admit, though, a cauldron-born styled heartless would probably look pretty cool. Sure, Ooh. but like you know, that would require things to happen and to stay really true. I mean, some of those worlds, like the Frozen one especially, is like, the movie happens while Sora, Goofy, and Donald are kind of also there. So imagine yeah. how fucking boring a Black Cauldron-style world like that would be. Right. Okay, that's fair. There's a there's a two-hour sequence where you have to find Hinwin. Um God. Uh, Viralor also asks, opinions on the original Tumblr oh, sexy Lord. men, Gurgi and the Horn King. Gurgi's not a Tumblr sexy man. However, they do post <laughs> some... Uh, evidence that the horned king is a tumblr sexy man figure kind of looking like a pimp there yeah yeah you Here's know the thing who's, who's, i don't think who's this with him who isn't who else is in that picture that's just is someone that an OC? yeah that's just someone's oc um oh okay i think so somebody clearly pimped for the horn king like, i get it he's fucking john hurt he looks cool mm -hmm. he sounds cool i don't think this movie is popular enough for anyone in this movie to rank as a Templar sexy man. Obviously, no, uh, not really. There are people who, for some goddamn reason, really want to fuck Frollo. I guess I get it. He's uh, evil. Eh. He's voiced by Tony J. But this guy is you like got the whole church aspect. I don't know. There's nothing here. There, I'm not saying that there aren't people out there who who, who simp for the Horn King. There obviously are, but I think they are a a comparatively small population. Yeah. Considering, like, remembering that the Horned King exists is also, is already comparatively small. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, I guess he is in that, uh, that Japanese, uh, Snow White ride in the castle for some reason. Oh, yeah! Wait, I thought they closed that. Yeah, it was the Horned King, and it's only in Japan. Um, huh. so, yeah. Vera, and then so, Casey Cauldron and Vera Lore argue about the merits of a of what a tumble yeah. sexy man is and 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 Virulor says i as i've claimed victory over another challenger i ask you this what if disney made an anime remake of the black cauldron and just made a dragon ball z i mean literally traced over dragon ball z and badly edited it so that they said the black cauldron <laughs> names of the dbz names uh i would love that that'd be great it'd be more interesting than this movie right so yeah there you go <sighs> here's this week's riddle from Virulor. How would you drop an egg How into a you... cauldron without cracking it? Fill the cauldron Gently. with water first. There we go. Yeah, that one's easy. Come on. Due to me getting caught, sadly, I can no longer keep giving you hints. So we'd be breaking the rules, and we must follow the rules as much as possible. Why is that L? Uh... Go back and read. We got the letters for Skyfall capitalized. So I guess James Bond is happening? I get Wait, yeah. Why are we dropping in so much? I mean, I love that movie. That's a great movie. It's not on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> but hey uh i'll watch skyfall <laughs> sure fuck it I'd, I'd much rather watch skyfall than the black cauldron and then hey this casey cauldron hey it's, it's arizona borealis again this week i'm heading out to the far country of Pradane to look at some big pots i sure hope i don't encounter any witches who are looking for marriage that would be awful i'm sure uh, then she asks a very fair question. What does the Black Cauldron do? Hang on. Oh, Steven, Steven died. Steven just posted, oh, God damn it! What happened? Steven, are you good? Yes. You need to make sure that your headset is charged. I thought that I had enough charge. <laughs> you, no. Evidently, I did not. 
here's the <laughs> thing about headsets. If you think you have enough charge, you don't. You need to you don't. charge it. No, absolutely. Never trust a battery. Okay. Anyway, yeah, I I meant to charge it this morning, but I was like, no, it's at half charge. Nope, That'll be never, enough. It's no, never enough. Evidently, I was wrong. Never, never enough. enough. Never, never trust the uh, instinct. You, you need to get the full charge. Anyway, Casey asked, "What is the right culture?" I'm lulled do? into a I'm lulled into a know. false sense of security because I use this same headset during work to try to listen to stuff between calls, and just that it lasts all week on like one charge. But that's because I'm not like I guess in the middle of an active conversation for over an hour. Got to charge it every night. Yeah, so Casey asks, what does the Black Cauldron do? I don't I know. I genuinely don't know in the movie. Evil. Freak like, we talked about me. evil stuff. That's all it does. Scares the shit out of a five-year-old me. It can there we go. reanimate. We all, the one thing, the one concrete thing we know it does is it can reanimate the dead. But that's the only thing we see it do. And it can't it, be destroyed. And it's indestructible. It can... It can kill a Gurgi. It's the one thing in this world that we know can kill Gurgi. That's true. It can almost kill. It can almost kill a movie studio and end the careers of several people who worked <laughs> on it. Yep, that's that's there pretty powerful. Um, Casey Cauldron also asks, "Was there a character arc in this movie? Maybe I blinked at the wrong time and missed it. No, they're not really. No, the movie said that there was a character arc. Yeah, no, it's like, like technically, it's Taryn realizing that he's not cut out to be a warrior. He's a pig farmer. Yeah, technically, Taryn has a character arc, but that's because, as I said, they literally just copy paste the, the the hero's journey. Um, right. Yeah. No one else certainly does. As I, I, no. Nobody else has any kind of development. I guess Gurgi does, and then he realizes he no. sucks and kills himself. I but like, yes, well, that's true. That's not, I don't know. It's not really anything. And finally, Virla asks, <laughs> which I character, which character would win a dance-off <laughs> battle royale? Gurgi. Uh never, never discount the Bard when it's anything musical. Nah, that Bard, yeah, that bard sucks. He doesn't have. Music. That's also true. Uh yeah, I I am forced to admit it would probably you know no fuck that I'm not giving Gurgi anything I'm gonna say Henwin. <laughs> oh there we go. Fuck that old beast. No, nope, I vote Henwin. I want to see you the piggy dance. Stay dead. Ooh wait wait counter proposal. The Horn King is surprisingly limber, and we just never got yeah, to see. Yeah, but the robes and the horn th the robes get in the way and the horns can throw them off balance. Oh, like he throws the the robe off and is wearing like I don't know like an eighties. Dance flick like, leotard under it. No, it's it. like it's like that uh, Star Wars connected <laughs> dance game where you get to play as Emperor Palpatine. Oh, oh shit! Happens. What? No, How did I not seen know that? This? You should look up all no. the clips from that because they're all fucking amazing. That's you haven't you haven't seen I'm Han Solo, the parody of hit Jason Derulo song Riding Solo. No. Uh, you, what is that? You, Star Wars Connect Dance yeah, Party? Yeah, just just look up Star Wars Connect Dance Han Solo, and you will be transported into a beautiful realm, much more interesting than the Black Cauldron, which we have watched. Oh God! Playlist of fifteen entries. Yeah. Hell yeah! I know what I'm doing later. Yeah, you're gonna watch all of that, and you're gonna be a changed man once you come out of the other side. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, it's time for plugs. Now that we're done with this fucking movie, we're, we're throwing it on the pile, never thinking about it again. I've already forgotten what happens yep. in this movie because nothing it's happens not in this movie. It's not as bad as some of the ones we've had to watch, though. It's certainly not, no, it's certainly that's not terrible. also it true. Is, it is no... That, that's the problem, though. It's yeah, not, it's like, actively terrible. It slid off my brain. Like, it's yeah, it's not movie. actively terrible <laughs> like Artemis Fowl or Million Dollar Duck. Or Nutcracker. It's just I, like, there. Or yeah. Yeah, the bottom of my list is reserved for the ones that like truly are heinous and stick in my brain in some way or another. The Black Cauldron, nothing. I'm gonna other than Gurgi, nothing Ugh. sticks there, and soon I will forget him too. We can like hope. Tear, like tears in the rain. Um, <laughs> I'm Nero. You can find me on Twitter at Dragon Smoocher. You can follow all my various other projects in various other places. I've got oh, prime. Baby. I've got prime cuts at Prime Cuts Pod. Yeah, that is a nonlinear history of the Transformers franchise on television. We are currently watching through my favorite show, the first season of Transformers Animated, um, and it is as good as I remember it. Holds up great, great show. It is for it is available for free on 2BN and YouTube, by the way. So like, you have no excuse not to watch it. I don't remember I mean, if I ever watched Animated. I probably did. Well, you should. Um, I also have 
uh, a podcast about Final Fantasy XIV Online, a comprehensive companion podcast called Radio Free Heidelin at Heidelin Radio on Twitter. Reaching oh, about, these are some character designs. We're about halfway through A Realm Reborn, uh, roughly. At least by level count. By actual count, maybe a little, a little more like a third. Um, and also, the, with the same co-host from Ready for Heidelin, my friend Jane, I did a She-Ra podcast called The Podcast of Power. That is that Podcast of Power. If you like She-Ra 2018, and you uh, will... Um, you should listen to that podcast. And uh, that's it for me. Yeah. Ow. Hit my hand on the table. Anyway, I'm at Marshmallow. It's spelled like Marshmallow, but it has my name in it. There's also dad underscore tastic where I post semi regularly, but have not been doing as well this past week. And then there is uh Resi beats pod for resonant beats. The, uh, um, interstitial actual play podcast that I'm on. I'm Kat. You can find me, of course, here. You can also find me on Off Weeks with Steven, where we are, I promise, going to do the recap episode <laughs> of Kingdom Hearts 2 soon. And then at that point, we will be moving on to the the, the numbers, the egg drop soup one. The 179 <laughs> days. That, yeah, wait, that, that wasn't it. Hang on. No, three, three, three something. Divided by two. But yeah, yeah that, 179 days. Haha. <laughs> I, I can do math. And of course, you can also oh, find me on Twitter the list at C-87. Well, all right, Nero. So, Nero it's time for my. What pick. do you got for us? You know, after all of this fucking slogging <laughs> through the black culture, <laughs> I think we need some excitement. Uh, you know, and, oh, and luckily yeah. for us, Disney has a has a has a huge uh, roster, of very exciting and 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 good superhero movies. So of course, Uh-oh. I will be picking the best one, The Incredibles. Oh no! Hey, okay. Ooh. Okay, I like that. Not incredible. And we'll journey. see. That'll be a good one. And we'll see how. Obviously, there. Brad Bird, a little bit of a Randian guy, a little bit of an objectivist, which certainly The Incredibles <laughs> has has some of those themes in it. I'll be interested to see how if those are on purpose, because the second one's definitely on purpose. But if the first one's like, did you just accidentally put these in here or <laughs> not? We'll find out. But yeah, The Incredibles, best superhero movie Disney ever made. I'm down with it. No, no, no competition. Yeah, all right. There we go. So all right. I have time. officially posted the announcement in Discord. Next time we'll be uh, watching The Incredibles, uh, which will at least be much more exciting than this movie. It will be incredible. So until next time, uh, just remember, <laughs> if you see a Gurgi, kill a Gurgi, and fuck Disney. <laughs> Fuck Disney. <laughs> fuck Disney, fuck Gurgies. But not in that way. Yeah, no, no, not in the not in the No, no don't actually fuck the Gurgi. In the the murdering way. <laughs> <laughs>